the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. I'm Dottie Herman, and welcome to Ion Real Estate. As you most likely know, the real estate market all across the country is extremely hot, and we're here to help you operate within it effectively, whether you're a buyer or a seller. We have a very special guest for you in the second hour. We have Steve Aranis, who is an expert in real estate. He also writes for the Financial Times, and, of course, our Famous Thomas Drew, who's going to talk us about mortgage rates and what's going on with them and when we should expect them to go down. Uh, and they should go down. And, because, and of course, we'll be joined with my co-host and the show's resident legal expert, attorney Stephen Ebert, a partner at the prestigious firm Casson & Casson, located in Westchester and across the country. And he, of course, is going to fill us in on all the latest developments. Okay, to listen live, you should go to www.am970theanswer and click on where it says live. And for exciting news, please check my latest newsletter, www.dottyherman.com. And you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at dottyherman, www.dottyherman.com. Okay, or, and you can listen to my or read my newsletter that I do every other week. Okay? Um, and with that, Steve, we missed you. Uh, good morning, Dottie. I, I miss being here. But we had some, some family stuff, all good things, wonderful things. Um, so, um, you know, I, I'm sorry I couldn't make it, um, but glad to be back. Um, and, and there's a lot of exciting news. So help build up the suspense for more things to talk about. Oh, my goodness. There's always something, you know, that's one thing. You never get lost for words when it comes to real estate. Oh, and, and some little good news. I mean, not a lot of, I guess it's on which end of the, if whether you're a buyer or a seller. But a Zillow, last, maybe two weeks ago, Zillow predicted that the real estate market in 2024 would slightly decrease. Not a big, big amount, but a little bit. And they revised their forecast. And they said, nope, it's going to go up. So all of you that are out there looking, you better look now before the spring because it's going to get really competitive. Just want to give you a little... You know, Dottie, I just want to tell you on that note, I mean, we're finding that the contract volume is significantly higher this time, uh, this year, than it was last year uh, at this time. So I, I do think um, their second prediction is going to be the accurate one of the two. <laughs> 
Well, to your point, Stephen, new signed contracts for, for homes asking $4 million or more ticked up after kind of a little bit of a winter lull. And Manhattan's luxury market finally perked up and had a great week last week. Home buyers signed deals on 21 homes asking $4 million or more. Um, and that's the first time in a month that more than 20 contracts were signed. In total, contracts amounted to a little more than $208 million, marking nearly a 50%, like you said, a 50% increase over the previous week. Okay, so there's a lot going on. There's a lot of big things going on, a lot of building. Okay, so we're really seeing New York, and I have to say, congratulations, New York. You've really come a long way. You really picked up and got yourself back together a lot quicker than I thought you would. And I'm a pro-New Yorker. Okay, so we had so many. I, I can take an hour to go through all of this, of all the things that sold, but I won't do that. I'll just tell you it was a robust, it was a robust market. Nationally, home prices and mortgage rates put more U.S. real estate investors on the sidelines. That was in 223. And in 223... Her investor purchases fell by nearly 33% the first time in nine months, of, of the first nine months of 223. And that was kind of not such a great year. I think a lot of people stood on the sidelines and kind of was like, let's wait and see. But those people that stood on the sidelines uh, are all coming back. I mean, it's never that they didn't want to buy. They want to buy, but they figured, well, let's take a break. We don't know what's happening. And they're back. And, you know, so that, so investment purchases also fell in the U.S., and they dropped 25% year, last year. But they're starting to come back. So things are looking, when it comes to real estate, on the upside. Uh, of, course the com of course, the country. I mean, real estate is really hot. In the city, Gucci bought the Manhattan building for $963 million. And that goes to show you, okay, that they really are really bullish on, on, on the city, okay? Bloomberg reported that Prada is expanding its presence in Manhattan with an $835 million deal that includes two acquisitions on Fifth Avenue. It was among the largest real estate purchases in the city. Now, I just want to say this. What's happening now is these big companies that know they're going to be in New York because no matter what they do to New York, New York is still it. Instead of leasing the buildings, they saw a window where prices weren't as strong as they were a couple of years back. So you know what they did? They didn't lease. They bought. And when people are buying buildings like that, you know they're here for the long term because they see what I see. The city is getting stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. Okay, so that's a good sign. When you see all that happening and you see companies and, and, place, and people going into a, a, an area, you know that it's really good. I just thought I, for fun, I happened to find this little thing, and it said the 20 best cities in the world. Okay, this was a survey 
by a company called Time Out. And they asked Time Out, what are the best cities in the world? And their survey was based, okay, and they, well, first of all, they looked at 20, they, they asked city dwellers all over the country and all over the world, and the criteria for making one of the top best cities was number one, food, quality of affordability, culture, nightlife, and how the city makes people feel. And places that people feel are great places to live, and they would also, if they didn't live there, would love to visit them. And guess who made number one this year? This year, New Let York... Let me guess. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's it's got to be New York. It is. This New York... So congratulations, New York City. This year, New York City topped number one on the list as the best city in the world. And followed, was followed by Cape Town, which is, of course, international, Berlin, London, and Madrid. New York won... And basically, they won thanks to a lot of things, but one was their food scene, which, of course, New York has the best restaurants in the world, culture, beauty, and interestingly enough, happy residents. Um, the, and the rest of the world wants to live there, and those of us who live here, like, we know, okay, we know how great New York City was. It's historical buildings, it's welcome nature, and that's one of the things I love about New York City. There's no click. You can be anything. You can dress like anything. You can, I mean, look, the nude cowboy uh, walked around nude and nobody cared. You can be anyone you want, and the city accepts you. Um, so, I mean, and I think that when you travel other places, it's not like that. Uh, so I love that about New York City, and I really feel, you know, I lived on Long Island most of my life until I uh, bought Douglas Elliman, and you don't realize until you get to the city how much you really grow, because there's so many different cultures, there's so many different languages, there's people from all over the world, and it, really living and working and learning, you learn so much and you grow a lot like that. So, I mean, don't you find the same thing? Absolutely. And I think that's one of the magic behind New York City. And I think that's why also it's very attractive, not only people to visit here and to live here, but also for businesses. Because there is nowhere you have such a volume of opportunity and variety, as well at a high level, in such a compact space. And by having so much in both quantity and in, in depth and expertise in such a small area, it makes it incredibly attractive and, and incredibly difficult to replicate in other areas. I don't think you can. I really don't think you can replicate New York City anywhere. Um, people still hold New York City in high regards, and they see it as a place that they want to be Despite the challenges it faces, and New York always faces challenges, but somehow they manage they manage to pull through. They're not quitters, New Yorkers. Um, and despite the challenges, which every city has, it's always adapting, it's always trend-setting, and it's always pushing the bar. And, you know, I mean, it's really, 
you know, and, 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 and for those of us who live there, I don't care where I go. It doesn't mean that I don't like where I am or like places that I go. There's wonderful places all over the country. But there's just something very unique about New York City. We're going to talk a little bit about disclosure later, but I just wanted to give you a quick, quick buying tips for 2024 because we expect the market in 2024 to open up a bit. As I said, the prices don't expect any fire sales or prices to go down. Um, but, the lower, but, but lowering the mortgage rates have improved the inventory, so you might find a bit more inventory this year. But here are some of the tips that you should keep in mind. Because for most of 23, the market, the housing market across the country was pretty stuck. And it was kind of stuck in neutral. You know, rates were rising. People were kind of, well, should I buy? Should I not? Um, there, was no, there was no supply. And that caused homes to plummet. While now we have lower mortgage rates, and while lower mortgage rates won't entirely crack the ceiling of what's still historically an, unaffor an unaffordable housing, and they said that, you know, the homes were pretty unaffordable in 2023. 2024, the market is expected to be a bit more balanced with potential for higher inventory. We're not saying we're going to have over... We're still, we, we were so far behind with inventory that even a little more won't make us, won't make us average. It'll still be beyond, you know, be, we still won't have enough, but it's better than last year's. So it'll be a little bit more balanced. And because it's balanced, okay, you might find more of a selection, but you still have to be on top of it. You still have to be there. You have to have all your paperwork, and, and Tom Drew will talk about that later, everything in place. But the best news for buyers out there, you will see more options to choose from, and you will have a little bit of increased negotiating power. If you go back to the pandemic, there were 25 houses on the, 25 buyers for one house, and if you didn't have all cash, you could just forget even, you couldn't even make a bid. So I, my, my tips for you are one, Follow the housing market and listen to what the experts say. They're not all right, but it's good to it's good to keep up on it, read it. Sometimes there's different points of view, but that's good. You want to hear about it and understand it. And that's why we have economists. And of course, they're not always right, but it's good for you to read up on real estate and 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 know about it. Plus, it's an interesting factor. Third of all, it's always something you can talk about. Monitor mortgage rates regularly, okay, uh, as, as inflation slows and the Federal Reserve initiates interest rate cuts. We predict that the mortgage rates might even reach, well, six, maybe a little under that at the end of 24. Rates are now down over 1% since peaking in October. Mortgage rates, so I just want to say um, mortgage interest rates are volatile and making them difficult to predict. And while tracking mortgage rates movement isn't the most exciting thing to do, there's a reason experts recommend it. It can save you a lot of money and free up some room for your home buying budget. So you want to follow them, but you cannot time the market. If you find a house you love, as I say on every show, buy it. You can always refinance. And in my opinion, the average interest rate across the board 
for the last, I don't know, 15 years that we've been tracking it was 7.5%. So it's below that. You would be smart to create a budget if you haven't already started. Budget for your down payment. And don't forget, there's other costs associated with the home, like closing costs, which are more than a lot of people expect. Now, the minimum down payment is 3%, but that's very rare, unless it's an FHA loan or VA, that a seller will accept the 3% down payment. Um, so... You know, you know, Dottie, if I can just add a comment on that, and yeah. uh, we go through a lot, in particular, we have a lot of veterans um, who are purchasing, and there are some wonderful programs that are out there. Um, when you're buying a condominium um, and you're getting a VA loan, which you can do, the VA has to have the condominium on the approved list. But, and what happens is a number of developers or buildings don't really bother to go through the process. It's not that it's expensive. It's not, but you got to send in a bunch of paperwork. But here's a very important tip for the veterans listening to the show. If you want to buy a condominium unit and get a VA mortgage, the VA will give a one-off exception, and they can do that for every single application. So it's very important if you're getting a VA loan, go with a lender who actually knows that they can actually just go to the VA and just say, for this loan, approve the building. And they can, by the way, the VA can do that as many times as they want within the same building. So, so if not, you're building... Uh, yeah, I yeah. just want to understand that. So in other words, if you... So what happens is there's an extra level of approval if the VA is giving a loan for a condominium, right? Oh. If you buy a house, no problem. With whatever the loan program is, you qualify, you're done. But the VA also has to approve the condominium if they're getting a, giving a condominium loan, okay? But what happens is most people think that the developer or the condominium association has to get the entire building approved. Now, once a building's approved, then it's fine. But there's a second path. So if you are a veteran, you're getting a VA loan in a condo, and your condo community is not approved, don't walk away from it yet because they can send in limited paperwork and they can, and you don't even have to get the association involved and they can approve your specific transaction in that condo community. And it doesn't take long, Dottie. It's usually adds, it's like two weeks to do it. And if you know about this early on, you can get that approved simultaneously while the bank is doing your loan. So it doesn't even have to add to the timing of the transaction. So very important for our veterans who are listening, you can get it for a condo, and even thank, if the bill, if the, if the association is not approved. You know, I didn't even know that. So thank you. You see, you learned so much. Thank you, Steve. And I want to just make another like note to you. Many many lenders will approve you for a larger loan than you might need or can comfortably afford. So shift from asking how much could I borrow and ask yourself how much should I borrow. Not how much can I borrow, how much should I borrow. And then create a budget and you want to make sure that your mortgage payments as well as other debts you have in student loans and credit cards are covered. We'll be right back and we'll finish that list and then Steve's going to talk about disclosures. Right back after a quick commercial break. 
Hi, it's Arthur Idala here to talk to you about Bay Ridge Honda, run by the fantastic Sabah family. The Sabah family that I have known since my dad walked in there in 1980 and bought a Honda Accord for my grandfather. My sister's gotten cars there. My brother-in-law has gotten cars there. And you know why? Because the Sabah family makes you feel like you're part of their family. Bay Ridge Honda has New Year's deals. You know, we all make New Year's resolutions. Quit smoking, get more sleep, drink less. How about a New Year's resolution of a new car? At Bay Ridge Honda, they have brand new 2024 Hondas under MSRP, and they're offering lease loyalty bonuses. Finance rates are available. No payments until March of 2024. Best prices around. They will offer you top dollar for your trade-in. So visit the Sabah family at Bay Ridge Honda, 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn, New York, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn, New York, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. It is cold and flu season again. Is your immune system ready? Invite Health is here to help with our immunity multivitamin, a comprehensive immune-supporting daily multivitamin packed with key minerals, vitamins, and antioxidants. Enhanced with the immune-boosting nutrients, elderberry extract, and nucleic acids to give your immune cells the power they need to fend off pathogens. Take an extra 10% off Invite's Immunity Multivitamin by calling now, 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Save even more with our new everyday low prices plus the additional 10% off on Invite's Immunity Multivitamin. Visit invitehealth.com to check out our entire product line and call 800 800- 673-2345 for 10% off immunity multivitamin today. That number again, 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345 or go to invitehealth.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. It's a new year and a time for new resolutions, right? I'm sure you've already made yours. Going to the gym, spending more time with family, watching what you eat. But what about your family members? Is there someone in your life that should really make a resolution for an upgrade to a new career? Why not tell them about court reporting? It's a career with tremendous opportunity and flexibility. They can work in courts. They can work in schools. They can even work from home. They work as much or as little as they want, and their earning potential is fantastic. The National Court Reporters Association says there are 5,000 openings and not enough reporters to fill them right now. The NCRA is offering this free program called A to Z, where participants are introduced to stenography and court reporting, and sessions are being hosted right here in New York City. Plaza College, Forest Hills, Queens, is the only school in the city with a court reporting program. Sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. Again, that's info at plazacollege.edu. This is Dennis Prager. I am excited to announce the all-new PragerTopia Plus. You can listen to my show whenever it's convenient for you, all commercial-free and all on-demand. Now with Prager Plus, search topics, guests, and segments all the way back to 2010. And now a truly exciting new benefit, my monthly online video get-together for PragerTopia Plus members only. This is where for an hour each month, PragerTopia Plus members get an exclusive chance to ask me anything. That's right, anything. It's on video. I'll be talking to you and answering your questions. We may even have a special guest every now and then. I've never done this. 
Submit your questions for me at PragerTopia.com. This is only available to PragerTopia Plus members. This is our chance to connect like never before. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. Listen to AM970, The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey.com. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back, and don't forget, 866-970-9622. Please, we'd love to hear from you. I was in the middle of talking about some tips for buying this year, and I said you have to create a budget that you want to make sure you can handle and you know consider your mortgage payments as well as other debts you have, like student loans or credit debts. And remember, when you buy a home, there's a likely chance that something will go wrong, so you have to have a little stash money. I recommend, and this is what the banks use also, the 28-36% rule. And you can write this down because this is what the banks use, 28-36. Allocate no more than 28% of your pre-tax monthly income towards housing-related expenses. So don't allocate more than that. Okay, that's your pre-tax monthly before taxes income towards housing and related annual related expense in. Okay, and the de- and debt below thirty-six percent of your gross income. Okay, that's what the banks use when they qualify you. So it's what you should use. Remember, it's not only what they will lend you because sometimes they'll lend you more. It's what you can afford to spend. Be flexible about the location because. There's a lot of buyers out there, and I don't predict bargains this year because we've had no inventory, and though we might have a little more, okay, you don't go from zero inventory to an overflow of available homes on the market. When you have an overflow of of deals on the market, um, then you really have price drops, but you don't see that. You're not going to see that. So this means that 224 is going to be pretty similar to 2023 with a little bit more flexibility and a little more with being able to speak to the homeowner and negotiate. And remember, do not, when you're reading the papers, look at national levels because every market is different. So, you know, it might be, you know, just going, you know, some areas are, are, are higher, some areas are lower. So you have to really tune in or hone in on the areas that you're looking at uh, to really get a feel. Okay, for example, and, and, you know, and and, and uh, I think I think that's a such a huge point um, because you have just the percentage in higher cost real estate markets, and taxes are different, insurance is different. That's been saying. So I think you make a tremendous point that with that national average, it definitely depends on where you are geographically and where, where you are on the income scale also because of what the other percentages of your budget um, may be impacted. Absolutely. So if you're looking, uh, if you're looking, you know, to, to make a deal, you know, it might be work, worth looking at less expensive markets. Like if you take New York, and we had Alfred Renner and, 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 and on, and he even said this, New York prices, in 24, are expected to increase by 3%. And Alfred has said that prices are going up. Okay, so make sure. Now you have to take the reverse of that 
and you look at Austin, Texas, those prices are projected to fall about 12%. So you want to make sure you tune in so you, you know, hone in so you read about your local market. Get ahead. I always say this. Get ahead of your competition. Don't sit on the sidelines as you wait for mortgage rates to fall down. You can't dime the market. Okay? As mortgage rates lower, all that's going to happen is that there'll be more buyers and there'll be a pent-up demand. And there'll be more competition. So if I were you, and if this is just my advice, if you're looking for a home now, look, if you find the one that you like, buy it. Because I think by spring, there's going to be a million buyers out there, and you'll have more competition. 24 is going to be a turnaround year for housing. My suggestion, we'll talk to Tom later about it. We'll get all your financing strained out and in shape. Get rid of some of the debts if you can. And then start looking right away before the weather changes. Actually, the best time to look if you're in the northeast is probably the winter. And probably if you're in the southern states where it's warm now and you're in peak season, maybe the summer. Okay, so that's a good tip. Also, don't knock out new construction. Um, in, in some areas, there's limited inventory. But... Some of the builders will offer mortgage rates that are cheaper than you could get from a bank. So if there's new construction where you live, don't discount looking at, at it. Okay? Experts are split on how much the inventory of existing homes will increase in 24. And, you know, again, these are only predictions. But they think that, you know, single-family construction has offered relief from scarce existing inventory. So take a look at that. They hey, you know what, Daddy? Uh, well, I just want to finish. They say brand new oh, sure, homes are affordable. I don't know if I think they are, but that's you know just a general thing. What were you saying, Steve? You know, a couple of real. Uh, there's a lot of great info that you're giving, and a couple of things I just wanted to supplement. Uh, number one, always look. To me, what I've noticed is that the yeah, there are peaks and valleys, but if you're a seller, you just need one buyer, and if you're a buyer, you just need one home. And you want to learn the market first. So I, I think, particularly if you're a first-time home buyer, go visit the neighborhood. Go on a random day. You know, if you're thinking of buying something a few months from now, if you have the time, take today. Instead of going to your normal place for a cup of coffee, go to the neighborhood that you want to go to and, and see if it has the retail of what you're looking for and things like that. Learn it and get a sense of, of what it's like. See what the traffic's like. You know, there's a wonderful area not far from me, but for a few weeks in the fall, there's a beautiful apple orchard, and it's mobbed with people. And for, for a few weeks, traffic's terrible on those couple of roads because of the orchard. You know, learn those little things that are unique to the area. Yeah. And with new construction, really think about what you want in a property. The change in innovation and technology in green energy and so forth is really evolving a lot. And think about if I'm building a new property, does it have the bells and whistles I want? And does it have the flexibility for me to put in the new bells and whistles that I may want a few years down the road? You know, Dottie, I remember a number of years back, we're now talking over 15 years ago, where there was a developer down on Wall Street, and they were building a new condo building. And one of the perks that they were putting in was an I. Uh, an iPod docking station. 
So you can plug in your iPod, it would charge, and you could have your music around. Nice. Could you imagine if you said to somebody, oh, I'm going to give you an iPod docking station. If you said that to a teenager, they might say, what's an iPod? Oh, like it's already true. past that. <laughs> they don't. They don't make them anymore. It's with you know. It's with your iPhone. It's other things. So think about technology that's going to be there and, and going to last. That that's so true. I also tell you, interview a couple of uh, different mortgage. I mean, uh, uh, real estate agents, and you know, you want to find out their background. In my opinion, again, I'm giving you my opinion. Um, I think you should work with a broker that is from your area or that knows your area. That would be my suggestion. I know that brokers can sell all through the state, but I wouldn't want to use a broker from upstate New York, okay, unless it was some fantastic deal that they knew about that no one else did. Um, because I rather, you know, especially with New York, it's complicated. You know, with co-ops, condos, the whole thing is complicated. You want to use a broker. You want to do some background. But you also want to be able to relate to a broker. And I'm like that even with doctors. You know, if I don't feel I have a rapport or I don't feel, you know what? I'd rather go to someone that I feel comfortable with. So go to someone you feel comfortable. That's why you want to interview a couple and you want to ask them a lot of questions. And as I said, someone who's familiar with your area. And of course... I'm sorry, if I can add one more thing on that, it's so important. It's not, even if you have an agent who may not be as familiar, but is really experienced enough to think about the issues, you want to make sure that they're going to be respected by the local agents in the area. Can, can I tell you one very quick story, just for our audience, oh, of what happened this past week? Stories. We love to hear stories. Love to hear so stories. I was, Go. I'm working with a buyer who has a wonderful agent, very nice, very smart. But he was working on a deal a little bit further north of where he usually does. He tends to be more in the city, lower Westchester. So he was up the Hudson Valley. This house had a pool, a well, a septic, unclear about the oil tank. And so he, he was on it, but the other agent was trying to bully him. Oh, it's as is, it's as that. Well, I, I, oh, I can hear we're about to get to a break, but daddy, I want to tell you right after the break, what that other agent tried to pull and how we saved our buyer from a very costly mistake that could have happened. Really important after the break. This is a cliffhanger. I want to hear it too. So we'll find out right after a quick commercial break. We'll be right back and we'll hear the ending I want to hear to Stephen's story. You have all helped support my pillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, Giza Sheets, My Pillow 2.0, and more. Great news. The My Pillow six pack bath towel sets are back in stock. They are extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two 
hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98 for a limited time. You can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code JOEP. That's a 50% savings. Go to MyPillow.com. Call 800-651-0798. Use the promo code JOEP to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins. Suffering an injury in an accident can be a life-changing experience. Whether you've been involved in a car accident, a construction site accident, a slip and fall, or injured because of someone else's negligence, we can help. Our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you are owed. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you have been injured because of someone else's negligence, you have legal rights and may be entitled to significant money to compensate you for your pain and suffering. Hiring the right attorney is important. The combined experience of the lawyers at Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins will be able to lead you through the personal injury lawsuit process and aggressively fight for the best result. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins, fighting for justice, Fighting for you. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill? Wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround, and when it comes to marketing, consider us your personal move-you-forward company. In a recent study, we found that 53% of local businesses were classified as novices when it came to designing, implementing, and managing their marketing needs. And that's where Salem Surround truly shines. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. Let us give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and what your competition is doing. Our digital sales and support teams are the best in the industry and deliver customized personal service that's second to none. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. Brandon Tatum, weeknights at 8 on AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Are you ready for an adventure of a lifetime? Journey with me, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, on the Patriots Alaska Cruise this summer. It's an incredible opportunity to engage with me and other like-minded patriots on an epic seven-day cruise over 4th of July weekend. Witness the untouched wilderness of Alaska while discussing America's future. What could be better? Join me from June 29th to July 6th. Call 855-565-5519 or reserve online. PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com Our hosts all look like GQ models. See them now at am970theanswer.com Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back. I'm here with my co-host, Stephen Ebert, and I'm just going to give you a few more tips about buying in this year, in 24, and then Stephen's going to talk about disclosure. Just, again, if you are not prepared to buy, you can wait. Don't push yourself. And while you're waiting, you can work on improving your credit score, which you should do before you even start looking. Um, You need to have a credit score for conventional of 620, 
but to qualify for the best rates, it's got to be closer to 740. Pay down debt. Don't buy any new cars. If you can pay off some long-term you know, debts, pay them off. Save for a down payment. I don't want to take too long, okay, but I just will say, is it worth, somebody asked me, is it worth buying, Daddy, in 224? And I say, experts are very optimistic about a combination of falling mortgage rates, slightly lower, slightly lower home prices, which I'm not sure if I even agree with that. Um, it, the best time to buy is when you're prepared, and that's as simple as I can say it. That's the best time to buy. When you're prepared, you have your ducks in order, then you're ready to buy. Now, we've had so many questions about disclosures, Stephen. Like, if I'm a seller, what do I have to disclose? I don't want to end up in jail. And I don't want to be sued. Not jail. You probably will go to jail, but you might be sued. So what are the basic rules of what you need to disclose if you're a seller so you don't get sued? Well, Dottie, we always try to avoid lawsuits in jail time. That, that, that's sort of like, you know, <laughs> top, of, top of the process. But I want to go back, and I think right before the break, we left our audience with a little bit of a cliffhanger, which oh, is wait. a tremendous intro into this issue of disclosure. And so, remember, we were talking right before the break, we had a client who was, you know, who the listing agent, we were on the buy side, who I, I would politely say was trying to be less than forthcoming, which is a mildly polite way of saying it. And they looked at the house, and here's a few interesting things. So number one, the house should always be inspected, and it was. And there were some issues with the roof that the client, given the price, was willing to accept. The house already had a radon mitigation system. I don't explain what that is. It had a pool... And, and there was some general mentioning of not everything was working with the compressor, I believe, for the pool, a septic system, and a well. And so a few things came up. So number one is having a, a real conversation with your inspector. Should you test for radon again, yes or no? So let our audience know what is radon. It is an odorless, colorless gas. You would have no idea that it's there. And in portions of the Northeast, um, you can, when you do construction, you, you're, when you put in that foundation, you're creating a sort of crack in the earth, and that gas could escape, and it could go primarily into your basement. And that studies have shown that it could, in enough quantity, enough exposure, cause lung cancer. Okay. So you've got to be very careful. Um, and there are systems to mitigate it. Most of these systems cost about $2,000 to put in, and it depends on the house, sometimes less, and, and you can solve it. But here's the thing, Dottie. Just because you have a mitigation system in doesn't mean as a buyer you shouldn't retest, in my opinion, because the cost of the test is like $100, $150, and, and why put your health at risk? That's number one. So you're the saying next you should thing retest is, it? I think you should, because here's the thing. What what the radon mitigation system does, it's basically a fan that pumps out the air to the outside. And by the way, just so people know, there's some radon even in the outside air. It's okay. It's it's all about quantity and concentrated exposure. I would analogize it to smoking. Not that I'm telling people to smoke, but if you smoke one cigarette once a decade... That's really not going to change your health. 
versus if you smoke two packs a day every day for for years, that will have an impact, right? It's a matter of exposure, quantity of exposure, and for what period of time. And But here's the thing. You don't know, Dottie, if the seals are all in good shape, that it's really able to pull it out and not just escape. So you really should retest it, even if there's a system there, in my opinion. Better be safe than sorry. And let me what, say something well, on your behalf. Mm-hmm. That is why you need to use a real estate attorney, which that's what Stephen and his law firm does, just real estate. Don't use just anybody. They're not up on these things, these little things. They're not. Go ahead. I'm yep. sorry to interrupt, but I had to no, say that. No, that's, that's, that's okay. The next thing a well. Now, wells can be great. I have all of my house, Dottie, so I don't get a water bill, which is fantastic. You think some people, where they're getting municipal water with sprinkler systems and pools, they could be spending thousands of dollars a year on water. But you got to test that well. Here is the fascinating thing in New York, Dottie. It's ruled based on the county by Department of Health. So if you buy a house in Westchester County in New York, Local rules require a test to make sure the water is potable, that it's drinkable. If you go outside of Westchester, the counties generally don't have that rule. So you can't just rely on local law. You really want to put it in there that you get assurances that the water is drinkable. And, Dottie, I want to mention something else since we're talking about health. A couple things to keep in mind. There's a difference between something in there that could affect the potability of the water or something else which we'd call a secondary characteristic. So, for example, if you have a high level of sodium in your water, that is not going to be a characteristic that is considered dangerous and not drinkable water. But if you are somebody who has a separate health issue personally and you've got to be on a low-salt diet, the fact that you're drinking a lot of water, which you think is healthy, you could be introducing a lot of sodium. So you really want to know what's in your water and honestly, even if you get municipal water, it's good to have it tested because you, how good is, yeah. Where do you find that out? I mean, I, I believe me, I've never, and I should, but I, where would you find that out? So there's a number of companies that will just test your water. They will literally come to your house, take a sample, and then within a couple of days, they'll send it to the lab and they'll tell you what's in it. And you'll realize that there's a lot of stuff besides just basic H2O. And, 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 Dottie, that's not always a bad thing, right? One of the reasons be. that we – But it could be, right? Yeah. There's pros and cons, right? One of the reasons why people like New York restaurants is we have really good water. There are minerals in it. There's taste. Municipalities add fluoride. Wells don't. So that's important with young kids, right, if you want to have strong teeth. Municipal water, they add that fluoride in in a, in a, in a regular house private well. You have to supplement that fluoride because you're not getting it. But you got to be careful. Municipal water is traveling miles, so they put chlorine in it to kill off any bacteria or viruses, right? So you want to, at the last moment, maybe take that chlorine out, right? So you're not drinking it, right? So these are things it's good to actually know and say, what am I drinking? You know, especially near we're a lot more health conscious, you know, it's worth to test your water to see what the quality is like. And these are things that you really, I mean, don't feel that you're ignorant, that most people wouldn't know. Some of them I don't know. So thank you so much. It's so helpful. I don't know how wait, much we're not, time we're not, you... I want to say a little bit more, and I'm going to get into the legal changes in the disclosures. The last one is septic. 
And again, same thing. A lot of homes have septic. They're not part of a municipal sewer system. Right. And you want to make sure you clean it out every couple of years. But when you get a home inspection, the home inspector is not equipped to do a septic inspection. And you should have it separately checked out. They should either do what's called a dye test or they can send in a camera to make sure that the system is functioning properly. Because um, if, it's, if you have to redo the whole septic, it can be tens of thousands of dollars. And these systems can last for decades. They're wonderful. They, they, you can really be fine. But you want to make sure you're not inheriting a problem. And here's a trick, by the way, very important trick when it comes to um, in, in investigating and inspecting a septic. You need to make sure that the system hasn't been recently cleaned. If it's cleaned, you can't really check it. So sometimes if you're a buyer and you're worried about the septic and the seller said, oh, I did you a favor, I just had it cleaned, I'll, I'll save you that, that cleaning fee, watch out because you won't be able to properly test it to make sure that everything's all working right. Now, the, the last part I want to say, what happened in this case, Dottie, is we were asking for multiple days for a copy of the CO, the Certificate of Occupancy, Okay. to make sure that all the improvements were legally made. And they were giving me a hard time, and finally they sent me the file a couple days later. And this house had, they put in a central AC system, <clears throat> never had a permit. Generator, never pulled a permit. Put in a gazebo, never a permit. Finished the entire basement, didn't have a permit. Huh. Added a half bath, didn't have a permit. Oh. And then this past fall... The town sent them a letter saying, you did all these things. Now, Dottie, the listing agent never disclosed it to us. It, we wasted uh, multiple days till we finally got this information. Shame on and that so, listing agent. Shame on them. And I'll tell you, this is where agents can get into trouble for not properly disclosing. And if you're in a jurisdiction with an MLS, the multiple listing service, and you're not putting the information correctly you can absolutely file a complaint with them because, Dottie, this affects square footage and violations and being able to get a loan. This would have been a disaster. So we saved the client. And we're like, we're not signing this. And I'll tell you that the agent literally is like, oh, we'll give you a credit. We'll give you a $1,000 credit. Like, this is not going to fix it. No. And by the way, what's dangerous, Dottie, and everyone should know this, you're going to have to get these items reinspected. So they put in, they took a house that didn't have central air conditioning, they install central air conditioning. So that means, Dottie, they did all sorts of electrical work that no building inspector checked to make sure it's safe. And, and i got to talk about something that happened in the news. And, and it was right, you know, I guess read it in the cover of the New York Post real estate to this morning. Shoot. An 11-month-old, uh, a, a, I believe, he was a very young child, died from burns oh. yesterday in Brooklyn because of a radiator that was pumping out steam, high, hot steam, that burned the baby and ultimately killed him oh my yesterday. And things that weren't inspected. So I'm telling people, please, if you take anything away from our show, anything at all, you should, don't do things on, on the cheap the wrong way. I know things are expensive. I get that. But get that permit, have these things inspected. There's a reason that these rules are in place, and they're in there because people cut corners. 
and they could save someone's life. And I'll tell you a personal story that my parents told me. When my parents were doing some work above their garage, they added some brick facing. And they hired a guy, and I was a young child, and then they, the building inspector made a surprise visit to see how it was going. And the building inspector started yelling at the contractor and made him rip it all off and redo the whole thing because the, inspe- the, the inspector caught that the contractor was trying to do something cheap on the house and not put a safety support bar, and literally the bricks at any time could have just fell down because there was no support underneath. And it would have been right where you go through the garage and people could have been standing there and bricks could have fallen on your head. And, and the inspector went professionally crazy, right, in, in a proper way, on the contract that you realize what the job that you were going to do if I wasn't here. Somebody probably one day would have died. The bricks would have landed on them and so forth. Um, and and so I thankfully, for this inspector. Resolve. Thank you. And I would add one more tip. A lot of times people will get a friend to, like, fix their electricity or up it or do some things if they're not licensed, okay? They have to be licensed, okay? Otherwise, it really doesn't count. So you have to make sure whatever work they did, they didn't just use a friend. And if you are on the cheaper side and think, oh, well, not even cheap. You're going to save some money. Oh, my friend does this. I'll let, if he's not licensed and you don't have it, it's not, it's not good. So you make sure that a licensed person did it. And, Daddy, this gets to your point earlier in the show. When you said even though the bank might approve you for a certain amount of a loan, think about your budget. You know what? There are places to save money. Don't save money on doing unlicensed work and having a safety concern in your house. You know, maybe defer a project. Do something different. Find a little sound that's economical, but then do those projects the right way. And, Dottie, I know we're running tight on time, so let me very, very quickly just talk about the a changing law because sure. we, I know we just have a minute. So starting this March... Um, March 20, if you're not in contract, you, the, you have to fill out the property disclosure, disclosure law in New York. New York's had a law for 22 years where there's this disclosure act, but now starting in March, there is no escape hacks. There's no, we'll give you this $500 credit instead of filling it out. And there's a lot more information that has to be disclosed about flooding and flood zones Steven, and all sorts of damage that people can have. We fi- can we finish this disclosure because there's so much involved sure. next week? Next week, we will, there's so much about disclosures. Stephen will follow up and finish everything you need to know about disclosure next week. Stephen, oh, it's so great to have you back. Have a great weekend. And we'll be back with Steve Moranis. Talking about real estate. Have a great week, everyone. We'll be right back. The preceding hour of programming paid for by. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.